What's up, everybody? It's Dorian. And Morgan. And this is The, the Rooted, Rooted Life. Life. And <laughs> we sound so dry because uh, we've been out at Transformation Conference the last week. And um, even though we sound like this, we were like, nah, we still got to make sure that people get what we, we got. Here. So here we are. We're pushing through. Tired voices. <laughs> Horse calf muscles just cramping like I did a thousand jumping jacks. Seriously. God moved in such incredible and powerful ways. And people have been asking us what we learned. So we figured we just dropped this little bonus episode for y'all and just share our reactions and some of our top moments of this version one conference. Yeah, it was amazing, amazing, amazing to be around so many people. I mean, 4,500 people were mm-hmm. in the building at one point. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was just crazy. Morgan, like, what kind of, what were you thinking going into Tulsa um, at this first version one conference? I think initially I just thought about how I even ended up here, which is kind of a long story, but real quick, when they dropped, I don't know if it was an email or something, they were going to have a conference. I immediately was like, God, I don't have the money. So like, you got to come through. Like, if you make this ticket happen, like, I know that you'll make everything else happen. So make this ticket happen. And literally not even five minutes later, Dorian was like, here you go, little girl. She had bought my ticket because God had told her to buy my ticket, which means he had already told her to buy the ticket before I had even prayed for it because you had the ticket, you had already processed everything. Like it was my ticket, you had mm-hmm. paid for it. Mm-hmm. So I was just thinking about God's faithfulness in that moment, about how he you know, even brought me there and then kind of what you said, just being around so many believers and people were just so expectant and like the energy was like buzzing, like people were yeah. ready for God to move and they were hungry for God to move. And then when Mike Todd came out, you know, I was shook. And not even that it was him, I just thought about, you know, February 2018, you were living with me and you're like, hey, this guy has this, relationship goals you want to watch it I'm like all right bet so we in the kitchen cooking or whatever and we both just kept pausing because we were like wait what so what? good it was so good I must have watched that sermon that just that sermon you showed me maybe three or four times yeah and so just thinking about how you know full circle later God brought us to Tulsa Oklahoma Woo. a year and a half later to be um part of this movement that God um chose for us to be a part of and like you said just being with believers that were just so hungry for him that it just made me realize like his plans are just so perfect. And I just had so much gratitude. Um, and then he dropped this bomb message y'all about the blessing of the basic and how God specializes in making ordinary things extraordinary, right. whether it's our ordinary lives, our basic lives, our basic um, jobs, you know, just how he can move in such extraordinary ways and we can be faithful with the basic things that he has put us in charge of. Yeah. Um, and that just was really encouraging for me. So what about you? What was it like being in Tulsa, Oklahoma at Transformation Conference? I thought it was crazy. Um, (laughs) It was so amazing to see, you know, Pastor Mike professes that, you know, I'm going to have a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church. And like that room was that. It was. And I thought that that was so dope because it was just so cool to worship with people from around the world. I don't get to do that every week. That Mm -hmm. is something special. So it was very cool to see different colors of people, different ages, um, all the way down to little kids, up to, you know, elderly. Like, it was very, very cool to be in that space. And I think um, the very first night we walked in, and I was just struck by how amazing it looked, like the design of the space. The stage was something, I mean, I saw Beyonce at Coachella. Y'all know what her stage sets look like. This was on that level. It was. For God. For God, you never would think that like all the amazing things that we think are so dope in other 
industries and sectors that all that can happen for the kingdom Mm -hmm. so that immediately was what like struck me that first day Mm -hmm. and then they sang this song that i have never heard before Mm -hmm. called no bondage and if you want to go find it on apple music it's by jubilee worship but it is some of the most powerful lyrics that i've ever heard so the song literally says there is no bondage every chain is broken There is no bondage, Jesus, our hearts are open. No guilt, no shame, all our stains erased. And I thought that it was so powerful because I've heard people preach about and I've seen it in the word Jesus washes us white as snow Mm -hmm. but I thought about like when I have a shirt and I spill like some grease or some oil on it and I wash it and it gets clean but that stain is it might be light but it's still Mm -hmm. always there and so you can never get to the same level of newness but when I thought about the fact that in God I can Mm -hmm. when I thought about the fact that like it's not that he just washes me but that he Mm -hmm. erases my stains he makes me as fresh and new and beautiful as I was when he birthed me Mm. that right there I was like on my knees bawling thinking about oh my god like your generosity is so incredible you would erase my mistakes Mm. all of my sins all of my decisions my terrible secrets and you would make me new again Mm. that song right there it just wrecked me Totally it was so good. And then the person who sang it, I mean, they have such talented worshipers. Oh, yes. But when Holland sang it, it just... That girl. Something about her voice. And when she was singing it, like, you could feel that she meant that. Yep. Like, she needed it, too. Yeah. And just the way she sang it with so much conviction and so much, like, faith that yeah. it was true was so inspiring. So that night, the first night was so... I was like, God, how can you even top this night? I don't understand. So then we literally had to pick ourselves off of the floor, <laughs> literally and figuratively, um, for night one. And we got to worship day two, which was really yeah. awesome. And then we got to attend some really awesome uh, breakout sessions. So which session did you go to again? Um, So I went to Leadership Starts with an L, which is such a great title, right? Of course you want to go know, like, (laughs) oh, yeah, I want to be a leader. Take an L. And so, of course, if y'all been listening this season, that reminded me of episode four for us, Worth the Loss, where we talked about the L's that we take when we are sacrificing for God, but knowing that those things are worth it. And so one thing that um, Pastor Charles taught that session, and he said, what made Jesus a great leader? And there's so many things that we could call out. A lot of times you think about his miracles and, you know, all the cool things that he did. Mm -hmm. But it was like, no, what made him the greatest leader is that he made the greatest sacrifice. He put the biggest thing on the line, which was his life. Mm -hmm. And that was why people were willing to follow him. And so um, I love that he said, the more that you understand leadership, the more that you can prepare for what it actually means. Mm. And so he just dropped three quick points that I want to share with you all. The three L's of leadership. The first one is learning. And he talked about your ability to learn speaks to your pride or your humility. Ooh, that's good. Because if you are too proud, you can't learn from mm-hmm. people older than you, younger than you. You feel like you know everything. I know I struggle with that one all the time. So that one was a really big point for me um, about learning from anyone around you. Mm-hmm. The second one was listening. And so um, he said that some lessons are taught, but the other ones are caught. Ooh, and he said, pay attention to the rooms that you're in and what you can be catching about what's flying around, what's being spoken mm-hmm. in the room Mm -hmm. and I thought that was so powerful too because I get to sit in a lot of rooms with a lot of chiefs and executives and high level people Mm -hmm. and I love to just take tidbits and be like oh okay I like how he said that I like how he did that Mm -hmm. but you become a better leader by listening to others and the last one the best one less is more wow so he talked about being careful not to plan God out of your life Mm. and how many times do we think like if I just do a little bit more a little bit more (laughs) I can get where I need to get 
And we push God right out of the plans. Every time. And so he talked about um, the less that you do on your own, the more that God is able to do in your life and the bigger and better that he's able to do. So I just want to kind of share with everyone, like the more you are elevated, the more that you're going to have to sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And you just have to remember that that means the more Jesus you need. Because leadership is based off of something that you cannot do on your own ability. Mm -hmm. You can't, like, the more he takes you up, the more you need him to be able to go there. So you really got to lean in. It was some powerful stuff, man. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I think you went to a session on creativity. Yeah, it was led by the Creative Team at Transformation Conference, or Transformation Church. Uh, And they just share, like, the foundational and structural structural principles that they use in their creative process. And what I love most is that it wasn't, like, a step-by-step guide. It wasn't like, uh, let me give you the content, let me give you the secrets. They're like, let me just give you the heart behind what we do. And I think that that is so much more beneficial yep. in the long term because I can't do what transformation does. They have creativity for what they are called. They have grace for what they are called to do. Yeah. And we are better off walking in the grace and calling that God has given us. And I loved it too because they start off by saying like the first thing God did was create the world. Mm. So if he created the world and then created you and he created us to produce, then we are all creatives. And yeah. I love that mindset of like my creativity may not look like theirs, mm-hmm. but God has still called us to be creative in whatever calling um, or purpose that he has put on our lives. I yeah. thought that was great. And that our uh, creativity and creations can be an act of worship to God. I never mm. thought about that. And I was like, when we're mm. creating content for our podcast, like that is an act of worship to God because we're operating in the calling that he has put on our lives. Yeah. And I was like, Mind I love blown. that. I love that. Like creativity could be an act of worship. Uh, and some of their key points that really resonated is like, we have to keep our value in Christ and all that we create, mm-hmm. whether it's for the church or not, whatever we're creating can be an act of worship mm-hmm. and something that God wants to use to minister to other people. Yeah. So you have to be mindful of that. And also recognizing like, there's no shortage of creativity. Like just because they're mm-hmm. creative doesn't mean that I can't be creative yep. because creativity comes from the Holy spirit. So mm-hmm. there's no shortage. So even yeah, if we're stumped good. on an idea or how to move forward, the creativity comes from the father. So we already have access to it. So I love yeah. that mindset that there's no shortage of that. And what also convicted me the most, y'all, was that the vision always takes precedence over our opinions. And yes. we forget that so quickly because yes. our egos want us to be right. But it's like the vision supersedes everything. Mm. And we serve the vision. The vision doesn't serve us. Yeah. That took me out right there. I was That's like, we can good. go home, honestly. That's good. It was so good. And I love that. You know, you learn that in the creativity lab, but that is clearly the heart behind the entire movement of transformation. And we saw that later that night because there was a plan for that night. Mm -hmm. We were supposed to come in. We were supposed to worship. We were supposed to hear from a speaker Mm -hmm. and that was it. But we got into that place and because Pastor Mike's vision is so big and because he submits to God's vision for his life and for what this ministry is supposed to look like, the night just took a total turn. Mm -hmm. And it ended up just being a worship night. And y'all, when I tell Mm -hmm. you, Mm -hmm. that was life-changing. It was. I mean, we literally just went into a moment of, it started off just like normal praise and worship, Mm a couple songs, everybody singing, having a great time. And then all of a sudden, there was just like a shift in the atmosphere. And Pastor Mike was just like, I feel like y'all need a moment. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like y'all are looking for something, that y'all want something right now. And I'm not going to override what the Holy Spirit is clearly trying to do right here. So I'm going to let y'all have it. And so (laughs) it just literally turned into this moment of just Mm. screaming and shouting, dancing and running, kneeling, whatever it is that you needed to do Mm -hmm. to have your moment with God, to, Mm -hmm. as we were saying at the conference, to have your open heaven Mm -hmm. and to see him flow down to you, you had a space to do that. To the point 
where they cut the lights off <laughs> and said, you don't have to look at anybody else. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be distracted by or, mm-hmm. um, you know, nervous or ashamed to do whatever it is that you need to do. They cut the lights off. They stopped the music. It was so loud in there just of the praises of yeah. his people mm. that it felt like the music was still playing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have never just it it was like you could feel the room shaking almost yeah. from mm-hmm. our praises and it was people thanking God for what he has done people mm. asking God for the things that they needed mm-hmm. you know people just feeling led to proclaim to confess mm-hmm. whatever it was you needed to do you had a space to do in that moment and i think that that was one of the most powerful things that i've ever experienced because yeah. it allowed me to see like God, of course I love you and trust you and thank you for what you're doing in my life. But I can see by the way that that girl is praising over there mm-hmm. and that that man is kneeling over there. Mm-hmm. I can see that you done done some things for them too. Right. And so I can't help but just thank you even more right. for being as big as you are. Girl, it was, I've never worshiped like that in my life. I've never been around a group of people who are worshiping like that. And just to see that God met each person where they were and yep. he knew the hearts of all those people there. Whew. He knew the hearts. He knew what they've been through. He knew what he brought them through. He knew what it took for them to make it here. He knew all the things that he has done. He knew the beginning and the end of each and every single person in there. And that was just so incredible that they had all had experiences with the father. And I think, too, he just moved. Like, he moved in such incredible ways. And it was, I think it was the most incredible moment of my whole walk with God. Mm. Um, And for him to join us there, because he didn't have to. Like, he had already had this whole conference. So to even... yeah just move in a way that I don't think any of us knew how to articulate. Like if you walked up to people the next day and was like, so what'd you think about last night? Everyone was speechless. Stuck. Like no one had words for it. No, nope. even on their Instagram post, they were like, yeah, we don't have silence. We have nothing. They left an empty space. Y'all they literally said, our feelings about last night, blank space. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it was funny too. Cause it was like the next day I felt like I was returning home from Vegas. Yeah. Like, my legs were hurt, my arms, my throat, everyone's eyes were red. Yes. Like we looked crazy, but people were really worshiping him yeah. um, in a way that was just so inspiring. And I believe it was so sweet to God. Yeah. I think that it really brought him glory in a way that I think really pleased him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we finally get over to day three, mm-hmm. right? And we were kind of sad because it was like, dang, this is the last day already. Yeah. I don't even know how we got here this fast. Like, <laughs> it felt like everything was so slow but so fast at the same yeah. time. But, yeah, that morning was, was really cool just to see the same spirit from last yeah. night was present that next morning. Yeah, it was definitely an overflow. I think I came through, and I think all of us were so exhausted from that because we praised them to what? Nine ten o'clock. Yeah. I mean, it, and then people went outside, and we were still praising. We were just having we were like still fun dancing praise outside, like yeah. dancing to Kurt Franklin, like DJ and stuff praise. Like that. Yeah. yeah, but we still were like dancing and <laughs> yes. talking, and like people still wanted to be around that. So it was incredible to think that the next morning there was so much glory and anointing mm-hmm. on that place that it was still there the next day. Yeah. Um. And so what I loved is that we did corporate prayer, which is when if you didn't grow up in a church that did it, it's like you all pray together. Mm-hmm. Um. But what I loved about it, it was so intentional. It's got. It was like God, we're not gonna go another moment. Mm. without stopping and giving you the glory and the praise because you moved last night mm-hmm. and you didn't have to. And then what I love too, and what I really love about Mike Todd's preaching is that it was so practical. So they gave us yeah. kind of like an acronym and they called it ACTS. So it was adoration, confession, thanks, and supplication. Mm-hmm. And with the music behind it, it was just such a beautiful moment for us all to stop and recognize and confess and give God thanks for all that he had done, all that he was doing in that moment, and all that he was going to continue to do during this last day of the conference. And just to hear all those voices raise up in unison, just acknowledging and lifting the name of Jesus was just 
it was beautiful and it was definitely a highlight for me just to continue that worship yeah the third day was was really something yeah and we ended off with a really great sermon from mm -hmm. uh, pastor tim ross and the title of the message was please god not people <laughs> and it sounds so simple mm -hmm. but we get caught up in it so often Easy. and he preached from a parable we had never heard before Ever. in judges about the trees going to look for a king and asking all these different types of trees to be their king and all these trees were refusing because they like i'm not about to stop doing what i was made to do so that y'all can have a king i'm not right. about to get caught up in your titles and the best thing i think that came out of that sermon he said it doesn't matter if you're making moves mm. if you're not producing fruit mm. and i thought i was like yes read us to pieces <laughs> because that is our generation is. that is us we want to show that we are doing 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 but what are you doing for the kingdom right and it's like we want to spend a lot of time having a certain appearance mm -hmm. um because we care about the titles and the way that people mm -hmm. think about us and so i just thought that that was such a great reminder to end the conference off with mm -hmm. um not getting caught up in what people feel about you what people say about you and the image that you're projecting but just do his work whatever yep. it is that That's he has it. called you to do understand that you are unique that you are gifted that you have something in you that the world needs mm -hmm. and you need to be spending all of your time focusing on how can god show you what that is right. because not only is that what's going to help progress the kingdom but people don't realize that's what's actually going to give you the joy that yep. you are seeking it in is. this world the it joy is. that you want to try to get out of people out of that man that's going to tell you look good or the girl that's going to make you feel good about yourself or out of that job that you think mm -hmm. is going to make you feel like the big man the big woman what you really want is purpose mm -hmm. because that is what then fulfills you and gives you everything that you need to truly be able to live out fully on this earth yeah that message was so convicting, so convicting in ways that I didn't even realize, just the ways that we can search for other things to find fulfillment. But it's like we find fulfillment in doing God's will for our life. That's it. Yeah. That's when you find the joy, the peace, the validation. Everything you're looking for is found in him mm -hmm. and found through also yep. fulfilling your purpose for your life. And mm -hmm. I love the way he broke it down and then the analogy of like a shrub being your king and how the trees would have to like lay down in yeah, order to the be in the bush. shade mm -hmm. of a thorn and to stoop down to that level and how often we all stoop down to levels that God has not called us to yep. because we're insecure or we need validation or we want to feel loved and God is like you already got the king of king and the host of hosts who never makes you dilute who you are he makes you more of who you actually are mm -hmm. and so to think that we would stoop down for people when God's like I haven't called you to do that nope. like you might have to bow in front of the king but I want you to hold your chin up high because you're the child of the most high so mm -hmm. to think that we would even have the idea yeah. that we are less than when God is like, but I'm your father, the yeah. creator. Yeah. So I love the analogies he used of the trees, but y'all should definitely check that parable out because it is convicting. Yeah. Okay. Good. So real quick, real quick, what was your favorite moment of the whole week? Oh, favorite moment. Okay, so, I mean, I there were a stream of moments for me personally mm -hmm. where I saw God really just speaking to me about the next steps in my life and, like, some doors that I feel like he can open. So I'm really excited about that. But I think if I had to land on a specific moment on night one when God is, like, saying all these things to me during worship, I'm like, okay, God, like, I can't keep up. I'm trying to keep up with <laughs> all the things he's revealing. At the end of the sermon, we are walking out, and a woman grabs me. She puts a note in my hand, and she just smiles and walks away. And I open the note a couple minutes later, and it just says, don't stop. And I felt like it was God himself speaking to me, mm -hmm. saying, like, don't stop. You know the things that I have placed in your heart. Mm -hmm. You know the gifts that I have given you, the skills that I've provided you with. You just need to keep going. And I feel like 
there's so many different areas of my life that applies to, but I think the overarching theme is like, don't stop chasing after me. Don't stop being on fire for me. Mm. And so that was the moment that really made me like, okay, I'm on the right path. I'm good to go. And I mean, I don't know if y'all have ever had that type of experience with God, but it is incredible mm. when he just does something that you're like, that woman is a stranger. She don't know me from Joe Blow. Mm -mm. And she just, God told her to write, <laughs> don't stop on a note Child. to find me, mm. to put mm. it in mm. my hand. So out of that all 4,500, she sat by you out of all 4,500 4, people, out of all the days and all the different places we sat. We could have sat anywhere. Anywhere, anywhere, y'all. I, I don't, I, I cannot even put it into words how incredible it is when he moves in a way that it's like, I told Karen last night when we were in the car, I said, the moments like that remind you that like, you specifically, out of the billions of people on this earth, mm. are on his mind. Yeah, he is thinking about that. you thinking right about now. You. He wants to make sure that you get what you need mm -hmm. out of all these people. Mm -hmm. And if that don't make you feel loved, right. I don't know what does. <laughs> I don't know what does. So what about you? A little bit similar. I think the worship was just so uh, phenomenal and God really spoke and revealed some things to me in terms of my like spiritual gifts and things that he has called me to do that I had kind of been like, I ain't really trying to do that. Though. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't like being on stage. I don't like being in front of people. That's not really, I'm a one-on-one -on -one kind of person. So the things that he was revealing or he had been revealing the last year, I was kind of like, all right, God, but I'm not really feeling that. But yeah. I'll do it. But just the things that he showed me about my spiritual gifts was really incredible. And then as we're leaving the last day, I had to go use the bathroom. And for some reason, I was like, I'm just going to go to our hotel room, which was like right across the street. Yes. Even though there's a bathroom and I just didn't feel let for it. I don't even know if it was let. I didn't know. I just like, I got to use the bathroom. I'm going to be in my whole, you know, I'm going to my hotel room. I need to like wipe the sweat and fix my eyes, whatever. So I'm walking into the hotel and there's a lady sitting there and God was like, talk to her. And I was like, no, I got to use the bathroom. And like, I got tears running down my face. I look crazy. And I felt it so strong. Like, no, you need to talk to her. So I gave her a button. We had our rooted podcast buttons and we're just talking and she had drove down and we're just talking about her life and what she does. And we we're just talking about our experiences. And I was like, can I just pray with you? I was like, I don't know why. I just feel like I'm supposed to pray for you. And God just started downloading things to me about her life. And I just started speaking it. Mm. And I'm literally about to cry just thinking about it. And I'm just speaking these things that he's showing me about this person that I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And she shared how, like, she hadn't talked to anybody that whole time. The whole conference. That whole time. And... Like she was shaking in my, like her body was shaking as we were praying and we're, I'm like about to cry. She's crying. And she was like, I prayed for this. Like mm. I prayed for someone to pray with me. Um, and that just struck me that God had shown me these gifts. And then at the end, he's like, here's your confirmation. It's me. <laughs> it's me. And that he would allow her and I to be blessed by that moment. Cause anybody could have walked by her. Anybody yeah. could have prayed for her. And the fact that he was like, no, nah, I want you daughter. Like I choose you just, it just was so mind blowing that he would give me confirmation in that way and allow yeah. me to be a blessing and allow the Holy Spirit to move in me. He had already blessed me so much. Mm -hmm. Like doing that was like, now you just showing off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like now you just being fancy with it, God. But she was so blessed by that. And I was so blessed by that. And that was literally the highlight of the whole time. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, out of all of that, you wanted to show her that you love her yeah. and you wanted to show me that you love me mm -hmm. through a moment where we thought that everything was over. I was yeah. like, all right, God, you've been good. Yeah. See you later, Tulsa. Mm -hmm. Whoa, we had fun. Like it's <laughs> over. And he was like, no, I'm still moving. Yeah. So yeah, that even thing still, tore me to pieces. Even still, still tearing me to pieces. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, similar to mm. Transformation Conference, like even with this podcast, I can't believe that 
this season is over. Like, it, it is crazy to just think about where we have come from and to get to this moment and how specifically God moved with the podcast at Girl. the conference yes. with our T-shirts and our buttons. Right. And, like, for on the last day, people to be able to recognize us as, like, oh, y'all the girls with the podcast. <laughs> Out of the 4,500 people, you know, and we prayed about being able to go and like share our message and and being impactful with it. You know, not because we want to get the glory, but because we're like we recognize that because God's hand is on this thing, mm-hmm. more people need to hear it. More people right. need to know about it so that more people can get saved and can continue their walk with him. So that was so incredible. Um, yeah. But now yeah. it's over. Yeah, and I think it's also crazy, too, that I talked to at least four people who wanted to start a podcast. Yeah. The guy had put it on their hearts to start a podcast, and they were like, wait, you have one? And I was like, yeah, DM us, like, we'll give you all the equipment. Like, tell us what you need. Like, we'll yeah. put you on. So I thought that was crazy that God mm-hmm. had put it on other people's hearts to start a podcast when it has to do with, like, health and God and fashion and God and college, like, all these different arenas. Mm-hmm. And they had all had it on their heart before the conference, and then for God to allow our paths to cross and us you know, for me to be like, no, you can do it. Yeah. No, really, you can do it. We will help you. What do you need? So I thought that was incredible. But um, so that's it. Like, is Rooted Life, is it over? I mean, it can't all the way be over. You know, like the, so, the old folks say, we got a good thing going, <laughs> you know. So how about you just drop what we going to go ahead and do for them? Okay, y'all. So we decided that even though season one is like technically over, we're going to keep this thing rocking and we're going to do like a little fall winter mini season thing through the end of the hey, year if y'all can see me right now i'm nay nay <laughs> i mean i'm pretty excited about it i yes. think it's gonna be dope so we are going to take a brief break but we're gonna come back in october and since this is a mini season we're gonna drop two episodes a month on the second and third wednesday of every month for the mm-hmm. rest of the year so we need y'all to mark your calendars because the rooted life is coming back with new episodes on october 9th yeah and the first two episodes of this fall winter season we're going to do a Q&A session yeah. so we want to be you know we're going to answer your questions on our podcast so for the next two weeks go ahead and respond to our stories with your questions and if you don't have social media no worries you can email us your questions at rootedlifepodcast at gmail.com love it so if you haven't already make sure you go ahead and follow us on instagram at rooted life podcast so we're going to be launching the rooted read on mondays for some weekly inspiration and if you haven't seen our latest never would have made it dance video <laughs> literally on top of the spirit bank parking lot you need to go check that out because we're yeah. going to be dropping more fun content like that yep and if you haven't already go ahead and review us on apple if you love the season and want to make sure other folks learn about it go ahead and take the few seconds to give us five stars to help boost our visibility and go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss when our fall winter season drops yes all right rooted family for real this time (laughs) this has been an amazing first season y'all know we love y'all stay rooted